Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Ooh, hello. Thank you, my love. Mm, welcome to another program of Sacred Sexuality where here we get to Mm, connect with our bodies, open our hearts, be who we are, and feel really good about that. And we explore discussions, topic education, awareness, meditations, personal stories on the topics of sexuality, consciousness, things that are hard maybe to touch and feel, or sometimes we feel shy about talking about, this is the place. So as we do, and as we open for today, I want to begin that once again with what's it like to feel into our bodies and allow that, allow the very connection of our body to be our guide, our signpost, our compass to feeling our confidence and presence and clarity around what we are meant to do here. And ah, settling in, I invite you all to join me as we ah, arrive, arrive together. Wherever you are in space and time, whether you're joining us here live in May 2019 or later, you are welcome here. Feel the connection of that transmission of possibility invite an exhale with sound <sighs> notice your body notice your pelvis your pelvic bowl this sweet amazing space in our body that is our creative center our womb space depending on our bodies it may it may be the home of our uterus This is the sweet, sweet space of dropping in for womb wisdom. What's it like to drop into our pelvis, the pelvic bowl, feel its relationship in space, make any adjustments you need to feel earth, to feel ground and support on the structures you're in or on. With that, bringing your awareness to your midline, noticing as you scan through the crown of your head and into your body, make any adjustments you need for space, length, ease. From the crown of the head, through the centers of the brain, the dome of the mouth, the throat. Mm. Down through the back of the heart the diaphragm into the space of the belly, 
through intestines and down into the deep pelvic bowl, the womb space, pelvic floor, sit bones, leg bones in the hip sockets, down through the knees, the lower legs, the heel bones, the soles of the feet, the tips of the toes, and allow your root system from the soles of your feet and your pelvic floor to spiral down through the structures you're sitting on, the spaces, and into the foundation of the space or the very earth you're sitting upon, into the soil. Letting your roots spiral through the soil, past the water table, and down into the deep central core of the earth, wrapping around that core. Feel yourself be here now in this moment. And acknowledge with gratitude this deep connection of body and earth. Thank you, thank you. And as we continue today, we are exploring something that has been really alive in me. And um, we're going to uh, open up some space for perhaps a new way of seeing um, some things and some new ways of relating. And I'm going to invite not all the answers, but some questions and maybe how could we come together to make some changes? And what I mean is what I'm going to call honoring the sacred body vessel, which we have many times on this show, in the context of can we offer rehumanization of each other, especially those who have a uterus, which is not always people who identify as women and often is. And I'm going to hold a really wide space. Those beings that have a uterus and have that womb space more directly. And by uterus, you know, even those who've had hysterectomies and don't physically have them, when our bodies hold that space for this deep space of womb, that right now there are some pretty horrifying things happening in the legislation in this country, in the U.S. And so I'm here to proclaim what's it like to rehumanize each other as I see us in this state of oppression around dehumanizing, around shutting down, taking away, trying to oppress power from, power over another that's happening against women and uterus-bearing beings that's dehumanizing. It's literally taking us out of our human basic being, rights of basic being. So I'm going to describe that a little bit more. We'll talk a little bit more about what I mean by this. And then we're going to go into a little bit of, okay, what are some ways we can, what are some ways we can shift this for each other and ourselves? And this is all coming in really, really like in a time for me that I'm recognizing I have, um, I have had a hard time speaking up and out about a lot of things. I've talked about that before on this show. And I've had a huge shift in that in myself in this past year in particular, and especially even just in the last couple months, like 
in February doing some work with um, this amazing being. Her name is Caitlin June. She is the voice doula. And she is about supporting being in awakening, tuning in, rising up and being with our voices and our bodies and the way our voice moves through our bodies, our bodies as the vessel for our voice, that can we meet our bodies and unwind or listen to what needs to be met or seen or honored or let go of so that we have a pathway in our bodies for our voice and that our voice then becomes an expression of our authentic selves having space to move through. That's how I've experienced this. When I can meet my body and listen and create the, or or like widen in the resilience or the sacred body vessel that my body is, now I can be really clear in my purpose. I can speak with more focus, grace, ease, clarity on how I bring my action into the world. And something that planted in me around that time and in time with another sweet being, amazing teacher, friend and colleague of mine, Z, who inspired the very opening as we grounded of this path of aligning through the midline, that in the work that I've done for myself and with each other in in these past months, really feeling the inspiration of the awareness that we can each do this. We can each meet our bodies. We can each meet and honor what's there and give it support, resourcing space to unwind, to shift, to restructure in ways that build a resilience and a possibility for, for establishing our own confidence in the world and our presence so that it becomes this range of, This is how this all comes together. So my work in sacred sexuality and honoring the body as a sacred vessel, a sacred body temple, is so connected with this very work of voice and opening and aligning so that we can really meet our soul purpose through our body. We become the vessel for who we are. And the the power of that, I've found, has improved my capacity to have confidence in speaking to topics like this, which are so edgy. We're going to be talking about abortion laws and, and um, some of the principles that I'm seeing, which may not be what you think. Stay tuned. Let's stay with this. So as we meet all of that, what I've found in my own body journey is I used to sit back on the sidelines and if something edgy or political came up, I might have had my own point of view, but I held it inside. I didn't talk about it. I didn't, I didn't ask questions about it. I didn't engage in the conversation. I checked out. I ignored. I pushed away. And sometimes I even got angry and kind of, you know, so it would boil and stew, you know, in my own body around the things that I might perceive as being horrifying around me, but not really able and I say this with like a lot of forgiveness for myself and a lot of care, like not really able, my body and my being just not capable to meet it in the way that I know to be true for me now. And so I want to, I want to honor as we engage in meeting the spectrum of this topic, that that's true for a lot of people. And I have a lot of compassion for you. I've lived it. I've felt those times where I can't 
possibly talk about this topic or I can't believe that this would be so horrifying and yet I can't, I don't have any, I don't know what to do about it. It can feel so overwhelming. There can be so much happening around us that we start to lose hope because it feels like it's too much, too big. I can't do a darn thing. I, nothing I can say or do would make a difference. And what I want to invite is, yes, it can. And I'm going to start with my own self on that because I've had that same story in my head. Nothing I could say or do would make a difference. These are huge, big legislative decisions that are levels of government that I don't have any influence on because the vote's already been had. And so I I feel locked into the system that we've created around us and don't know what to do about it. And I believe that there is something we, each one of us personally, can do about it. And that it isn't just... Um, talk (laughs) that that isn't just can't think of the phrase that I want there you know lip service that's it it isn't just lip service this is true I say it because I feel it as true and another um, influence inspiration being in my in my journey is Adrienne Marie Brown right here in Detroit and just got to see her speak um, about her new book, Pleasure Activism. And at the end of her, her talking, she, a question was asked about, you know, hey, what are the tools or hey, what can you offer as a nugget around um, to support people and what they can do? And what she, she brought up in that that I took away was, was that she hears it a lot. You know, hey, it's so big, the work, the movement, the whatever it is where we feel really called to make a change and I'll use the word activism, and I shied away from the word activism for years, me personally. It's another story. Um, but that active work, what, what is it that we can do to make a change? And she said, when you feel that that's so big, right, this swirling energy of so bigness that it's just overwhelming and you, and you want to just shut down and not do anything at all, that, that it's key to go, hey, this is all fractals. This is fractals of information, right? Fractals are this way in which a tiny little part or a hologram, even a tiny little part contains the whole. And so if, if the, if the energy of the thing that we see is so big, we just get ah, shut down and think that we have no choice. Instead, can we stay present? And I, I want to tie this. I'm going to link this back to our bodies. Can we stay pr- so present with our bodies and our beings and ourselves to listen and learn to what we need and how can we resource ourselves that we can now, Stay present to that energy and just hone it in, right? Narrow the focus, go to the smaller fractal, go to the local place or the how can you use your voice? Or in my case, I'm, you know, like I'll speak to my case in a second, but that smaller piece of what you can, of what you can do that you have a choice around. So if you feel it's environmental impact and you're just ignoring environmental impact, stop ignoring it and actually take that action to recycle things instead of throwing them into landfills and take that extra action to, you know, separate and make choices around where things are landing through your waste cycle and make choices on what you purchase so that it minimizes that waste cycle. You know, and that would be one way to look at it from an environmental impact flow, but those, those make a difference. Every person who does that makes a, a difference in, in the overall big picture. So in my journey, what I started to notice was I feel overwhelmed by the bigness of this terrifying, in my opinion, oppressive legislature that's happening that um, 
that I'm going to, again, put some words around, that I realized, what can I do about it? Oh, God, I can't do anything. And then I realized that's wrong. And it's connected with awakening that I had that I will humbly chew some more layers of ego away and say, only in recent months have I had this awakening. Like me, 48-year-old, what I thought spiritually awakening, awakened being, um, started to see my own whiteness for the first time in a new way. And claiming that like starting to recognize, you know, I used to think, oh God, you know, I've, I've never been racist. I, I don't, you know, I never agree with those opinions, but I never did anything different. I just cowered from any sort of bigoted comments or I wouldn't stand up for or make change because I felt overwhelmed. Well, what I'm realizing is that I can make change, that making a choice and acknowledging my whiteness is, is, is now I can go, wow, wait a minute. I've navigated a world with a level of privilege that many, many other beings haven't had access to. And so those other beings have had disproportionately been impacted by things that white culture have done, which gets me to my point around this whole topic on these abortion laws and what I want to invite as we're rehumanizing us in each other is that this is not about abortion pro-life versus pro-choice debate. I'm going to proclaim that here. This show that I'm talking on right now and in general, I don't believe this issue in general is about that debate. Now it is still a debate. It's just, an, it's, it's a, to me, it's a different topic. What I invite here, what, what I, we're going to focus on is that what's happening with, these, with this legislation and the abortion laws is a terrifying fallout of white culture. That, and that white culture even is, is I'm going to say, not just white people or, or like it's not, it, it's, it's the culture that was created by the colonialism of whiteness in the settling of North America. And so this dominant culture that comes in and says, we have power over, we're going to destroy, we're going to take away lives, or we're going to enslave them. And then we have this, this binary duality thing of the oppressor, the power over, and the one being oppressed or um, having power stripped away. And that's what I'm referring to as white culture that's it's still steeped. It's like got ripples. And what's happening is those ripples are like finally feeling like they have voice because of the current administration. And so what, where I thought kind of lived blindly that it wasn't really a thing anymore. It's just shocking to me how much of a thing it really is. And yet not shocking because what I'm realizing is I'm opening my eyes more to this and I'm just a toddler in this whole realm. So I'm, I'm doing my best. But what I'm realizing is everything, like it's this way, what I mean by white culture is, is this way in which we think that this power over kind of a quality or domination quality is steeped in like all of our systems. Like it shows up in public education. It shows up in our economic structure. It shows up in, in our medical system, right? The medical system saying that the you know, the doctor in the white lab coat knows better than you as the human with the body and the womb that actually can intuit and feel and sense and know through your own body. So it's both this power over thing and this fear-based, 
ripping away of our own trust of our own selves. And, and that it's become so systemic. It's, in, it's so deeply woven into the fabric of our communities and our cultures that we don't even see it. Like, so I have a lot of compassion for those of us who still haven't really seen, well, what do you mean? If I'm not part of the KKK, then I'm not part of the problem. And I'm like, yeah, we are. If we're still living in a structure and a system that's set up around that, that power over dynamic, then we're still a, we're a part of it. So what I want to invite is what we're talking about today in abortion is not pro-life versus pro-choice or what's the debate on life um, or consciousness or, you know, of the, of the little being, you know, moving into presencing in, in this being's womb. It's not about that. It's about the being whose womb it is being oppressed, power over, dominated in a way that says that they don't have the full sovereign choice of their body, no matter what their choice is. That's the problem. That's what's happening. We're seeing this systemic oppression of us as sovereign beings to make choices and honor and trust the flow of our body. And What's also true, frankly, is systemically we've, we, and I say we um, widely, I'm including myself in it, and I'm also going to um, say there's ways through it, right? We all have started to mistrust our own bodies, and this gets back to the sacred sexuality. For millennia now, we've been told, you know, um, that our bodies aren't to be trusted, we... Um, we do things to them and take pills and cut things off rather than like listening and honoring the energy that's being held there and unwinding it. So it's this, this whole shift of the way we even see each other as beings on this planet that's, that's causing this problem. This isn't, this is so much about the, the dehumanization of each other. Like, why are we doing this to each other? Um, and, and it starts with, in my opinion, it starts with starting to look within and see self. Can we start to recognize our own sovereignty, our own choice, the way our bodies are indeed sacred, stop fearing them, stop mistrusting them, and actually listen to our bodies as exquisite, all-knowing guides for our journey? That our bodies are the sacred vessel for this union of divine in us. And when, when that is so, it's so clear, right? There's no question that, that we can, that we have sovereign choice and that we can make choices around how we're navigating the world in these bodies. Now that said, am I saying totally ignore Western medical science? No, but let's, you know, if I back up for a minute, um, just to talk about us as humans and the medical piece, and then we're going to come back to the, the abortion law piece. But if we just look at it as the, the way our medical system is structured, it's so much about, again, power over and disempowering everyone to believe that you have to go to the doctor because the doctor knows best and they're going to tell you what to do and they're going to have you take a pill or do a surgery or make a, you know, a severe change to your body. And most times, I'm going to say most easily, most times that is not needed. 
that listening to the body can guide us. Now, as we also listen to the body, we, we as our own primary care physicians get to make that choice around who's on our team. And so, you know, I'll speak it. I have a member of my team in the traditional medical community, but they are a member of my team and actually not one of my primary, um, like, uh, counsel, right? They're, they're not the first person I listen to. I have other members of my team. Those members are in acupuncture and functional medicine and holistic practices. Those, those practitioners are in tantric practices and body work. But these are people on my team that we're all in this together and we're making choices together. And now I can navigate my body by, because I'm being honored and held by a team of people that say, yes, your body is the most is the most important thing to listen to here and hey given this bit of expertise or this bit of technology we can supplement that great but what's happened societally systemically on in our white culture is the domineering view that no you know science and medicine know everything or legislation and people sitting behind some you know table in some big white house have more information about other bodies than the bodies themselves, which is complete bullshit. And I'll invite even, I've seen some pretty horrific quotes from the, the law that was passed in Alabama around absolutely being not only, not only just being white guy culture sitting behind a desk, but being misinformed and undereducated about bodies. Like just even from a scientific point of view, they don't even know the biological structure of the body and they're making laws about it. So what I want to invite is this issue is a deeper systemic big picture view that I want to offer as I have seen it in myself. Can I offer for those, uh, you know, fellow white folk, fellow spiritual, awakened, aware women and men and other beings, all of us that relate no matter what we are, how we relate in our gender. I view myself as gender, gender queer, gender transcendent. I don't fit into a box. So what's it like to honor each of us and come together as humans to rehumanize each other rather than dehumanize each other by trying to take power away? So we're going to come back to continue this topic in just a moment after a break. You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, May 21st, 2019, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn.
fire in me, got that fire from above, got the fire all around me, yeah, I've got the fire of love. (laughs) Oh, thank you, sweetie. You totally caught my techie goof. So what I said right before that little song is I'm going to do something I've never done before, and that's sing on the radio. And so you just heard that. I can't believe I did that, but I did that. I did that. And I did that because it's part of what I'm finding. I can connect with my body and trust, again, that level of confidence that what's it like to speak on topics that can be edgy or feel like there's ways in the collective that we've felt oppressed with our voice. And in fact, it shows up in past lifetimes um, where, you know, there was a point and, and, and many still feel it today there was a point in our humanness where speaking up about something put you at risk of your life. And I just watched a rewatched a movie recently, actually that um, brought this to my forefront right in this moment. The movie's called dangerous beauty and it's a set in 1600s Renaissance era Venice where um, a woman uh, has to make a tough choice because marriage is this basically this political systemic structure that means nothing about love. And she has to make a choice between like going into a convent or becoming a courtesan. And a courtesan um, gets shared with us through the course of the movie, the power of what's it like to be with bodies and sexuality and knowledge and books and learning and be, become a really beautiful empowered, valued member of high society that was like these women were relied upon by the heads of state and the heads of military as counsel to make choices around what's happening with the country because they were empowered to be knowledgeable. And women who were married weren't, didn't have access to books. Books were considered poison. And So this knowledge and speaking and voice that can come from being embodied um, gets stripped away when we get sort of tamped down under the power of another, even if that's in the course of an arranged marriage, um, where there's no love or connection or the ability to to like exchange and be in pleasure. So this this notion of how, you know, her... The, in that era, speaking up or, or showing this power in this way, you were um, accused of being a sorceress or a witch, and that um, often that meant being burned or hung or in another way killed or annihilated. So we're, we're tapping into levels of that vibration that are still in our collective consciousness. And... I feel it. I've felt the ways in which that has showed up for me. And what um, I spoke about in the first half of this program was the power of meeting and being with my voice in my body, and thus the song. So as we now um, shift into this part, portion of the program, I want to come back to what is, it, what is all this oppression I've been talking about? And that is um, 
the there are abortion laws being passed at the Senate level in various states. And the first one was Alabama. And I was just reading an article on it um, this morning about how it basically is the most severe, extensive abortion law um, that has ever been passed. And and, um, it talks about punishment as severe as 99 years in prison for seeking or getting an abortion um, after, after the point of conception. And that means 99 years imprisonment for getting an abortion when the rapist or the other violent act that may have created this child, which it makes no exceptions. This law in Alabama makes no exceptions for rape or incest. And so basically it's saying, hey, the rapist is going to get a fraction of a sentence, if any sentence at all. But the woman making a choice about her body that says, I'm the one that has to live with this choice. I'm the one that has to live with a a bond with a child that's been created from the union of an oppressed, um, violent, sometimes violent act. These are like that, that, that there's such insanity in that. I have a hard time putting words to it. (laughs) Like, are we kidding ourselves? (laughs) It's totally insane to me. So coming back to what I mean about the choices um, or the sovereignty of our bodies as women, as uterus-bearing beings, that no one can make that choice outside of that being. And if anyone thinks that that choice that that being has to make is some aloof, flippant, you know, scratch pad on the back of an envelope kind of quick decision, you are so misinformed, so wrong. Every being in a body that has to make that type of a choice, this is huge. And anyone outside that being, that that being doesn't call in as their tribe, as their community, as their support network, has no say whatsoever in that choice for that body. Because some legislator sitting behind a counter isn't going to be the one that's going to support that child or care for them, feed them, spend the money to create that process for them through life. They're not going to be there to educate, to love, to create a healthy attachment bond so that this beautiful creature coming into the world has a chance to feel good and safe and loved and connected. No, they don't. Those people behind that legislative desk have no continued responsibility, accountability, or, or power in that situation, nor are they creating any of the laws or support network that would stru- support that. So another, another piece that I've seen around specifically Alabama as a case is that, is that, that it's ranked 50th in, in sort of education, um, in, in the state of education, 50th in the states. So the bottom of the list. So in terms of funding and support and care for creating, nurturing, education, um, loving, caring families, and to really support the families impacted by this isn't happening. So it's just the legislators coming in saying you can't do this and you're going to be criminalized for it and put in jail for up to 99 years, which, oh, by the way, like, how does that support any family sort of structure at all? 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that gets to another topic of how marginalized communities get impacted disproportionately in this type of legislature. So now we say, okay, abortion laws, oh wait, that's not race. That doesn't connect with anything having to do with color of skin because, you know, it affects everybody. Wrong. It does disproportionately impact families of color, women of color, people of color, because with these types of laws, there's still going to be access points and ways with the right amount of money, with the money to be capable to travel, with the, with the connections and, and resources that can come with white privilege, there's going to be ways around the system. Abortions are always going to happen. Let's not fool ourselves. The, the key is, are they going to happen safely, caringly, lovingly, legally? That's the, the thing. So the, these communities, we have communities of, of our sisters and our brothers that, are, that don't have access to that in the same way that others do. And this is what I mean by white privilege. This is what I'm noticing is like, how can I speak up and speak out and create a way we can come together and share in resources together, share in knowledge together, stand up for each other and volunteer to be that person to help walk somebody to an abortion clinic or be that person to package up support in the form of maybe plan B pills or other structures of support. And it doesn't even have to be that because that's still tapping into the traditional system. I'm going to invite, what are the other ways? Women, we've known this for millennia. We know how to care for our bodies. Our bodies know how to care for our bodies. So we can bring back the knowledge and the wisdom of the earth connection that we have and it's still there we just have to remember it and bring this back to the surface and share this knowledge so that we can create a system of support even if the big system is broken and that i believe as we create as we create a network and a support that's part of what is going to it's not ignoring the big system it's saying let's it's like building, I feel it like building this network below the earth's surface. It's like the mycelium network of the mushrooms. You know, mushrooms are just the fruiting body. The mushrooms we eat, they're the fruiting body on top of the mycelium network, on top of this vast, like infinite network of interconnectivity that those little mushrooms get to like, bing, sprout from. But they sprout from that support. And that's what we can create. We're going to create, we are, we're doing it already, and I'm going to invite more of it. I'll talk about that in a minute. So that we can support each other and rehumanize each other, all beings, including and especially those marginalized in all this, trans, LGBTQ, non-gender conforming, people of color, women of color, families of color, children are being disproportionately impacted by this legislation. And it's not okay. And I'm going to stand up and I'm going to speak out and I'm going to make a change in the way I can. Even if that's a tiny little piece, it's a piece. And then maybe 
me speaking about this right now, maybe you listening, go, whoa, oh, well, that resonates, but, but I don't know what to do. But maybe, just maybe, as you take a breath and you plug into your body, you start to see that there is something you can do. And your peace is really important. We want you to be you. We want you to honor your body. And we want you to do what you feel called to do here on this planet. And my invitation is don't let the bigness of this overwhelm. We got this. Let's create together how we can meet this. So as we, mm, as we continue, I want to invite, I'm going to share a little bit about, excuse me, it's interesting to see what happens with voice and all this as I talk about all of this stuff. So as we, as we go here, you know, I'm located, I'm based in Southeast Michigan. And so we're in the Detroit Ann Arbor area. And one of the pieces I feel called to do is to use the power of my voice to reach people, to reach you, to offer maybe another way of seeing, to compassionately say, I get it if you're coming to this with some anger or frustration or like don't quite see things all the same ways, that's okay. What's yours? What's your truth? And notice if your resistance has anything to do with ego. Mine did. I thought I knew this stuff. And if it's that, can you just take a moment and maybe chew on it and swallow some of that ego and transform it and say, you know what? It's never too late. It's never too late to make a change on how you see things. And maybe you're already like, I'm so in. I see it. What do we do? I'm like, great. Here's what we do. I'm creating an event in conjunction with the beautiful, amazing sister of mine. And we, and a couple of them, in fact, it's going to be more by the time we're done of it. Um, and, uh, I know an amazing being who has a presentation on the history of birth control and abortive um, practices in, in, in sort of world history, in the whole millennia preceding this. What have we always done as women? There are truths here. We don't have to forget our power in this together. Knowledge is power. Let's come together and share it. We're going to pool resources. We're going to... Um, honor the sacred body as a vessel. I'm going to guide us through what's it like to meet our bodies and actually begin to trust them and offer a healing collectively. So this is going to be a blend. This is bringing my geeky stuff all together. I'm going to blend in sacred sexuality and the spiritual path of connection with our guidance through our bodies and through divine. And we're going to bring in the wisdom, the knowledge, the presence, the mental capacities of knowing, gosh, we, we got this. We've done this before. I have a resource um, called A New View of a Woman's Body, a book that's amazing and talks, shows imagery and pictures that um, blast open uh, the, the um, view of a woman's body and give supportive measures for how to self-care, how to create an abortion, how to create and do self self exam practices. So can we come together and share these resources, share the love, offer the healing and 
receive donations. It's going to be a free event, and donations are going to be accepted, and we're going to um, have those donations are going to go to support folks being impacted by this legislation. So what I'm also looking for right now is what is that? Like what I want to know from the communities who are being most, most like again, disproportionately impacted by this, most impacted, women of color, families of color, trans, trans lesbian, uh, uh, gay, bi, queer, um, the whole nature of our um, gender nonconformity, like what are, what is it that you need? Speaking from your own, I don't want to presume for, for our communities. So I'm open to hearing that. Please email me or message me um, in the love forums if you have some information you'd like to share. I have a couple ideas so far, but I'm still open. So we are, we are going to support and, and raise funds to support, especially those disproportionately impacted by this legislature. <sighs> this event is a thing. It's happening Monday, June 10th. It's going to be in Detroit. And details are brewing and will be published. I will be putting that out on the Love Forums, which is my personal phrasing for social media. So you'll be seeing that. Um, follow me if you don't already. You can find me on Facebook at Leslie Blackburn or Leslie Blackburn page. And you can find me at my website and subscribe there at leslieblackburn.com to get more information as well. And yeah, it's happening. And I don't know what it's all going to look like yet, but I feel like at least I can offer something, a piece, my, the, only, the fractal I feel like I can tap into. And, you know, that's what I can do. So let's take a short break. We'll come back and see what it's like to really be in our bodies with this journey. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie Blackburn has a detailed website where you can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Announcing Leslie's new leadership program for those who support others' sexual empowerment. The program is titled Claiming Your Sacred Sexual Shamanic Self, and applications are open now. See details at leslieblackburn.com and fill out the interest chat form so she can have a conversation with you about whether this is the right thing at the right time for you. Leslie also offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path to sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Zoom, Skype, or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. There are also options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality, sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. 
The best way to get announcements about upcoming events as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. And a reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements. More information at the website. Also, if you like what you've heard today and want more, there's a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all the details there again at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Hmm, thank you, my love. Ah, so what I invite now is we're going to tap back into this, what's it like to feel in our bodies and honor our bodies as a sacred vessel and claim our sexual sovereignty, our sovereignty of choice and of power of being here in our body. Our sexual energy is so profound. It's what created us. So what's it like to acknowledge that we can meet that energy with intention, with care and love, and meet, it, meet our bodies with that care and love so that we can be present with, heal our bodies, connect deeply with others, manifest our heart's desires, and connect, transcend, you know, basically open up to God, to divine, to source, to creator, however you relate to that sense of mystery. The power of that connection is direct and present through our bodies. Eons of repression of white culture have tried to strip us of this knowing. But it's not really possible to strip us of this knowing because it's in us and our connection with the earth. What I invite is that we remember and nurture and cultivate our connection with our bodies and the earth. Despite all of the other stuff happening, perhaps because of all of the other stuff happening, this is crucial right now. So if you're wondering, what can I do? I don't know what I can do. You can do this. Come in your body. Feel your ground. Trust. Every day, twice a day, get your body connected with the earth. Bare feet or lay down or sit down, roll around. Now we're in times and weather in Michigan where this is super, super easy and supported. I invite it's a year-round thing, and I acknowledge it can be harder to start when we're in February. So let's start now, wherever you are in space and time. If you're ready to make a change, commit to yourself. Twice a day, every day, at a minimum, all of you, those of you sitting at a corporate desk right now, those of you, you know, who are out doing your work in the world, those of you who are listening to a, a podcast version of this later in a car, commit to yourself every day. Twice a day, get your body in contact with the earth 
direct earth, ground, grass, soil, sand, earth, mud, river, pond, whatever it looks like, get plugged in, take five breaths, and breathe and share deep gratitude for thank you, thank you, lover earth, mother earth, help me to connect my womb to your womb. Help me to feel what's ready to be seen and revealed. Help me to connect my womb to your womb and listen. With a deep bow of gratitude, we are all in this together and everything's going to be okay. Let's co-create this culture of love and respect for our bodies, each other, ourselves, nature, and the planet. Deep blessings and namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is also available for private sessions, and you can find more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.